Okay, let us put our hands together for the King of Kings. Jesus, our Master and our Savior. We appreciate you. Father, once again, we are here and we thank you for your presence that is here, that is all over the place, that is in us, and your grace to be able to be a part of what you are doing in this season. And we are believing you for your voice and for your word. We want to tap into your feelings and into your heartbeat. Talk to us, speak to us. We are listening. We are listening. We are listening. We are listening. Whatever you want to do, whatever you desire to accomplish in this season, do it through us. We are here to be used by our God. In Jesus' name. Again, let's put our hands together for you. Thank you. Yes, we are here for the continuation on the same anointing that is required for one not just to start, but to finish, and not just to finish, but to finish well. Mm. There is an anointing that helps one to finish, the finishing anointing. There is quite a number of areas that uh, I would want us to consider before we can bring such an interesting topic to its closure. What exactly is that anointing? We will keep having something new to learn until Jesus comes back. The reason why it is so is because the kingdom of God he has made it so vast, it's so big for people and for the citizens to be able to exhaust it. It's a vast kingdom. full of mysteries. It's not just mysteries that you find in the kingdom of God, but rather the kingdom of God is a compilation of mysteries. 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 That's why it's never boring. It's an interesting kingdom. Imagine as small as the earth is. You'll come here, you'll live up to a hundred years and the majority of the earth, you would have not visited it. 
then how about the superior kingdom? This, the earth we have, is just a reflection of the actual thing. It's a resemblance of the actual kingdom. There's nothing here. There's nothing that we can talk about here. So when we talk of joy, ah, when you talk of peace, when you talk of excitement, when you talk of whatever, it is at its highest level of definition in the kingdom of God. So that's why I'm saying we will have to keep on learning, keep on discovering, and keep on inheriting. So that you don't underestimate an assignment given to interpreters of the word. You must know what it is exactly that they do when they are interpreting scriptures. An interpreter of a mystery, like I've told you before, is in charge of the change of ownership. According to the word of God that says the things that are known are for us. But the things that are not known belong to God. Deuteronomy 29 verse 29. Yes. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever. Ah. <laughs> You know that scripture already. These are things that I keep on touching on because this is who we are. There isn't anything else to talk about but just keeping on emphasizing on those same points. If it is a secret, it belongs to God. Yes. It is God's. But the things revealed they belong to us and to our children for how long? Forever. Forever. So this is not to say God has certain things that he has kept to himself as secrets. But he goes on to say, but if the secret is revealed, mm. then the ownership changes. Yes. Thank you. So God will keep it until the revealer comes to reveal. Okay. It will remain God's. It will stay with God forever. So what a revelator comes to do is he peeps into the secrets of God. And when he comes and he begins to explain to you those secrets and the secrets are revealed and the secrets are understood. Suddenly God has lost it. The secret migrates, it leaves the hand of God, it gets into the hand of the man who has understood the revelation of God's secret. This is how you acquire wealth in the kingdom of God. The preacher of the word, the teacher of the word, the revelator of the word of God is a revealer of God's secrets. Mm. So that you 
realize the value that the man of God has. Assets increase as the revelator reveals the secrets. Thank you, God. So sometimes you get to God and you say, why are you keeping all this to yourself? He says, no one is there to what? If you can have it revealed to my people, then my people will have this. This is still in its secret form. This is still in its secret form. And you say, how about that kind of power? You have enough already here in this kingdom. He says, it's not for me. If you can explain it to the people and someone gets a hold of it, then this power that I have is transferred immediately. And again, the price for him to have it become understanding. (laughs) So I believe that what you don't have is what you didn't understand. What you have refused to comprehend You will stay as long as you're going to stay on this earth. You won't have it. You must today make a decision that I'm willing to have an understanding. And only then can God release it into your hand. Make use of it. Why? You've understood it. So now I know before I can have it in my hand, I have to have it in my mind. Comprehension. I can comprehend it. Most people are saying, God must just go ahead and give it to me and then I sit down and I begin to study what God has given to me. God is saying, study while least I have it. It's safer for you that way. This thing is too powerful. Take all the time that you want, come and investigate, learn while least I have it. Look at how I make use of the power. And once you have understood it, once you have it in your mind, then you can have it in your hand. That is what the preacher comes to do. He helps you receive it first in your understanding, in your mentality. It has to be a part of your thinking. If you can visualize the power of God, if you can heal the sick, psychologically I'm not saying tricking people if you can have a vision where you have managed to raise the dead and you watch him stay alive if that vision if that visualization gets that long where he's raised and he stays alive you're actually working miracles. Because that is where things start from. Don't underestimate imaginations. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having cars right now. A car originated in a certain mental state before it was physically driven. The world of imagination is a world of existence. 
If you can do it, if you can see it, God gives an instruction to a man who was so desperate for a location. God says, no, you. before you travel, before you make use of your feet, open your eyes and see. Yes. As far as you can see. To another man with a different level of understanding, he says, walk. Wheresoever your soul will tread, your feet will tread, I will give it to you. So it's a physical conquest given to one. You have to physically migrate so that you can have. To another, it's in vision form as long as you can visualize it. From where you are without moving an inch as long as you can open your eyes, the eyes of the spirit and see, you will have it. So if you are just about to die, you're just about to lose your life and the doctor has told you that you just have a day to go. If only you can open your eyes and see the following day and see next week and see next month. Simply because you've seen another month ahead of this one. That is what then is going to sustain you. Because you are living according to that sight. I've seen it. Now, you see, there's something quite interesting before we talk about this finishing anointing. Please be seated. There's something so interesting in the word of God that when the Bible says, surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he reveals it. to his servants, the prophets. Ah. Is that true? Is that true? He, he, he does nothing. And there's a surely. telling me that so from now everything that we see happening being done by the Lord which is coming to us as a surprise there is always the servant of the Lord who knew about it for there to be a surely Unless he reveals, you see now, again, revelation is coming. Yes, Father. Unless he reveals it to his servant, the Lord does nothing. I, I would love to believe that, but you know, I am a man that raises questions. Ah, Amos 3 verse 7. Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret 
unto his servants, the prophets. <laughs> you know, what God does is to reveal a secret to the prophet. It's God all by himself revealing the secret to the prophet. But you see, while it's the prophet now has it, it still remains a secret until the prophet reveals it mm-hmm. to his people. God reveals the secret to the prophet and the prophet reveals the secret to the people. Mm-hmm. That's why the people can never get to know what the prophet now knows. Though the prophet is aware of what God is about to do. It remains a secret. Though revealed to, to the prophet, but the people cannot benefit from such a secret until there is a willingness by the prophet to reveal the secret to the people. So God will do it not because people are now aware. God will now do the thing because the prophet is now aware. So it can be just one person that qualifies God to move into action. He says, I'm doing it And everyone, billions of people are crying. Why would God do such a thing without letting us know? He says, I reveal it not to people, but to the prophet. So he does it according to one man that is aware. (laughs) So he says, if you wanted to know what I'm about to do, Instead of coming to me, because you people, you are spending nights talking to me instead of talking to who? Prophet. I, I think, I think he says, uh, it's, maybe that, that message is not, it's not for today. <laughs> <laughs> I made him to know the secret and his duty is to make you know yes. secret. So don't question my works and say, but God is into doing a lot of things on the earth without us knowing. It's not about all of you knowing. It's about his servant, the prophet, knowing. And that's where you go and you collect your knowledge, your revelation of God's secrets. You get it. He gets it from God. You get it from him. I, I hope you are following We're this. Following. Yes. So the reason why I'm saying this is because I know for sure that he is about to do something. Thank you. Yes. In your life. Yes. You might ask him, God, please talk to me. What is the thing? And he says, let him talk to you. That is what I'm here to do. Let you know it's an announcement that God is up to something. God is up to something. There is an opening of a season that will bring a shock to most of you. A piling up of prayers over years a compilation of expectations. You have been waiting and waiting and waiting and hoping and hoping and 
faithing and faithing. Yes. Yet there comes a moment when the door is officially opened. And God says to a man, come up. There is a rising that is coming. Thank you, Father. Ah! Oh, yes, yes. Oh, be seated. Be seated. Be seated. I'm here to talk to you concerning the finishing anointing, but there is an aspect of that anointing that you are going to find so interesting and so shocking, and it's unbelievable mm. that there is such an anointing available mm. on the earth. We have to talk about how to identify that anointing. How, how do I find it? How do I find it? Who wouldn't want to have such an anointing? But the fact that I don't have it, it means I'm yet to come across it. How do I find that finishing anointing? And finding it doesn't mean that you now have it. How do I internalize it? Because you must understand where the anointing has to be situated, where it works from. So that you're not surprised when you have it and it's not working because you haven't yet internalized it. You can get to where the anointing is and it might not work for you. While least you are with the anointing. How do I receive it into myself so that it works from me? Yes, sir. I will have to explain some of those things to you so that you can function well. But finishing what I've started on the secrets of God being revealed to the prophet and the prophet revealing secrets to the people. But is that true? Is, is, though he's saying surely, but is that really true that he does nothing unless? Because when I'm to, to study my Bible, even before there was the servant, the prophet, God went on <laughs> to create the earth. <laughs> and he said, let there be light before the servant the prophet was told. Explain it, Father. I, I wish I had time. <laughs> Are you sure that he does nothing? Is that true? Unless the secret is given to the prophet and then he... so. When did Adam arrive? What did he find already here without him being told? If that is true, that he does nothing. Or was he told? 
He was in what form of existence? Which part of you does God tell? I know some of you are struggling in this area because the things that you think God never told you is the part of you that was never told. Yes, you are right on that point that I, I don't know. I wasn't aware. But such a thing was ever going to happen. How come God didn't tell me? That's very true. He didn't tell all of you. He didn't tell all of you. He tells that peace of God from God that stays within the physical body what he's about to do. To a certain degree, if this scripture is to be true, it means somehow Adam had to be told of this divine plan, this agenda that we are going to dispatch you in the next seven days. But before we do so, a place has to be created for you. A different kingdom of the material. You reign in that state from a physical body, but as God on the earth. So that secret was supposed to be shared. If this scripture is to be true, there must have been a dialogue between spirits. So by the time that you wake up as Adam and you are surprised by the things that you find already in existence, the part of you that is surprised wasn't a part of that meeting. I understand. So I'm just saying, sometimes we have been questioning God over matters that he has failed to communicate with us. But it is the, the part that God talks to that we don't understand. There are things that you know by the Spirit, yet those things that you know by the Spirit are the same things that you know nothing about by the flesh. You know quite a lot. You have vast experiences, things that you have gone through as a Spirit that you are yet to understand physically. You are quite old as a spirit. You are quite mature. You are ancient as a spirit. Yet your flesh knows nothing concerning that history. But if in, in another, another way of looking at it, be seated. If, if Adam wasn't told and God went on to do the thing without revealing it to the prophet, then it means um, probably the creation of the earth, whether it, it doesn't matter how beautiful the earth looks, it wasn't in the category of God's secret. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> so he went on to create the heavens, the earth. We are talking of then everything that then God created on the earth and all that was not a secret. It's not something that he would say this was a secret. For if it was a secret he was supposed to what? It's supposed to be revealed to him to reveal it first. And then if he went on to create without revealing it is because there was no need for it to be revealed. It wasn't a secret. Everyone, every citizen in that first dimension knew what God was up to. Yeah. So if that wasn't the secret then what is a secret? It means ahead of us we have greater things than behind us. Thank you. God still has some secrets until now things that he's saying if they are to know. Of all the things that he has allowed us to know so far, he still has some secrets. What is God up to? Gentlemen, where we are going we have to bless for greater surprises god is yet to manifest how would jesus utter a statement like this i don't know if you can find that passage of scripture where jesus says and i will manifest myself to him i will manifest myself to you Ah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to the finishing anointing. The book of John chapter 14 verse 21. Mhm. He that hath my commandments and what, keepeth them. What are you supposed to have? his commandments ah he that has my instructions my constitution a custodian of my policies if you have that If you can have that <laughs> At that point you might not seem to be having God All you have are the ways of God How God operates What is going to become of such a man who has the commandments of the Lord He that hath my commandments and keepeth them. Yes, he it is that loveth me. 
It's proof that you love me. Mm. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. Mm -hmm. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. <laughs> you know, what I really want to talk to you about is when the anointing comes to you in another form, a form that you never expected. People are searching for an anointing. And there's a guarantee that they are never going to find it. Especially if they are to find it in a form that they've never anticipated or imagined. What they are looking for is oil. Preach it, Father. Oil. Oil. The anointing that they are looking for is in liquid form. And if they are to stumble upon an anointing that is solid, if they come across an anointing that has been personified, I guarantee you that the search is going to continue. People are searching for an anointing that they have no idea how it looks. So if we talk about a finishing anointing that could actually be a person that you come across at some point in your life responsible of how you will end your life in quality based on a connection to somebody who knows something about finishing well. Mm. I'll give you a scripture that confirms what I'm talking about. Mm. But let's go back to what Jesus is saying. Be seated, please. Let's look at what Jesus is saying. He is saying, before you can have a manifestation of God, what you must have is a policy. So what Jesus is saying is, I'm not the one to arrive first. And when you find me coming to you, I'm not necessarily coming to you. I'm coming after what you have kept, my commandments. Strong, well. Strong. Too strong. So there's a time when a man is keeping a commandment and he is without a manifestation of God. There was such a time, like the entire Old Testament, look at what they were keeping. But yet God was yet to manifest. So there comes a time when the policy matures. And then the policy maker makes a fall up. And when Jesus then comes, because... (laughs) You were keeping his commandments. He's promising you that what I will give to you, son, is a manifestation. What kind of a manifestation is that? Why why should that be a promise worth keeping? How can I be having you here and you're promising me a manifestation? Yet the fact that I have you here is proof that you are manifesting. He's there 
present with them. That's a manifestation. Whilst in that manifestation, he's promising them a manifestation. He's, you see, he's telling you that I come in different forms. You have him. That's a manifestation. And he's promising you a manifestation if you are to keep his commandments. This relationship can escalate. You can take this union that we have to a greater level. If you can keep my commandments, I will come to you at another level of manifestation. Not this one. This one is external. That other manifestation is internal. You have me today with you, but you will have me in you. It's a superior manifestation of God. Where I'm never going to be found again loitering on the face of the earth. Whenever I desire to make a move, it is a human that will make a move. There is coming a time when those that are seeking the face of God, they will have to find your face. Yes. Yes. Sit down, 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 sit down. God have mercy. I will reveal myself to him. I will manifest myself, the manifestation of Jesus. The manifestations of Jesus. The manifestations of Jesus. Christians are fighting over different manifestations of the same Jesus. If he doesn't manifest to you the way he manifested to me, then I will insult your God. That's not how God does things. Why? I'm familiar. I'm used to how God has manifested to me. I'm not comfortable with the way that he has manifested to you. And we have been attacking each other. Because we don't prefer certain ways that he manifests to other people. Yet it is the manifestation of the same God. We forget sometimes when we are criticizing other people that the same Jesus who came and he was given as a lamb, he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the water of life. He is the rock of salvation, liquid and solid, all at the same time. Different manifestations of the same God. How is he revealing himself to you? He has chosen that way of manifestation so that when we come together, we become one body. 
the only time that Jesus comes together <laughs> is when we come together. It becomes a gathering of different manifestations of one God. So, on a greater scale, when they mandated us to stay indoors and stop gathering, it was the gathering of different manifestations of God that they stopped. That is why things happen when God's people gather. And things stop happening when God's people scatter. Look at Zechariah, the prophet, chapter 4. That's what we read last time, right? Talking about the finishing anointing. Verse 6. We'll just read it and then I'll let you go. Yes. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word... Read from verse number one. Slowly I want to show people something else. I'm still thinking, should we just read it and then we go, or maybe I just have to explain some few things. <laughs> Learn something from this. Learn. When a prophet, especially if he is generous enough to explain to you how he saw, He's not just telling you what he saw. He's too generous. He's telling you how he saw what he saw. That's something. That's something beyond the message. When a prophet begins to tell you how he saw, he's not telling you what he has been told to tell you. That's being generous because the message is Simply, he might have just jumped into the message. But he chose to explain to you not just what he saw, but how he saw it. Celebrate, be happy when a prophet chooses to explain to you because now he's already teaching you how. You might also be able to tap into his dimensions. When a man tells you how he sees things, and he's not just telling you the things that he sees. (laughs) It is a lecture on how to see. It is an invitation to visions. Come to my place of sight. Ah. 
Am I supposed to be saying some of these things? Sit down and let's read verse number one. Read verse number one. And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me. As a man. The angel that what? Talked with me came again. Again. Already you know this is not the first time he's having an encounter or a conversation with this angel. And he has a way of knowing that this is still the same angel for him to say the same. Yes. Mm. There is some kind of an identity, like a number, like an aura. Thank you. Like a manifestation, like a perfume given to heavenly beings. That you know them by something. Mm. Okay, anyway, let's leave that one. The same angel, And the angel that talked with me came again Again. and waked me. What did he do? Waked me. He waked him. Like what? Like a man? As a man that is wakened out of his sleep. As a man that is wakened out of his sleep. In case you think this is a, a a new chapter that we're dealing with, it's the same. Before we get to a place where he talks about how Zerubbabel is going to finish what he has started. Mm-hmm. This is how that message came. We'll get to a place where the angel of God says to the prophet, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. But let's look at the word. Because he said this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. And what he's referring to as the word of God is this structure that the prophet is about to envision, to see. So that you know how the finishing anointing comes to you. Thank you. It's in what form? So observe this. Yes. The anointing to finish. It appeared to him, it came to Zerubbabel in what form? In case yours doesn't come as oil. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Notice what the angel did was to wake him up like a man being awakened from his sleep. What you see happening there is a change of state. Right. So he might have had another revelation, another discussion, while he was in another state. Maybe in a dream. (laughs) How do I explain this one? Explain it, Father. Change the way that you listen. Change the way that you listen. When the Bible is being read, try to change the way that you listen to the word of God. Now read it again. And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me 
as a man that is wakened out of his sleep the angel that talked with me that is in past tense he is not talking to him he had talked to him hence the same angel is coming back again and this time before he talks to him he did something he went on to do before he speaks he did something he wakes him up because now deliveries are supposed to come while you are in a different state i once spoke to you in a dream but now what i want to show you you can be in a dream state i have to wake you up the discussion was in a dream but the practicals we have heard our theory in a dream yeah but there's a moment where you have to allow god to transfer you bring you into another state so that you see things that are not in dream state not everything can be brought into your dream state there are things the certain material that god cannot bring to people while they are dreaming yeah not because people cannot see those things but because those things cannot be brought to people while they are dreaming it is the dreamer that has to be awakened when he changes state you now come to where those things that cannot exist in dreams are So God chooses sometimes I want to talk to you I will show you this in a dream but this I can't why because it cannot exist it's something that is not consistent with the spiritual state that you are in while you are dreaming so it cannot be brought to you you have to be taken from your state and be brought to into its state That's why there are certain dreams that you that you visit dreams that you visit and there are dreams that will visit you There are times where you are dreaming places are brought to you and there are times you are taken to places We are seeing You know it's going to be this sermon you might find it so confusing because you're just thinking of how you're going to finish your house 
<laughs> but I'm talking about <laughs> the acquisition of that anointing before we talk of a house that you want to finish. <laughs> Even most people who are well versed in finishing what they have started, in as much as they might not know what the anointing is, but probably it is an anointing that they have, though they don't know it. It's an anointing. It's a finishing anointing. But notice, be seated please and hear this. Like a man coming from his dream. Uh-huh. And said unto me, What seest thou? And that angel now said unto me, What seest thou? From a dream state, he is now in another state. And for the angel of God to be sure that we have successfully transferred this man from that dream realm into this realm, let me find now. Let me check. Let me verify. And for me to be sure, he should be able to describe for me and to me an image, something that the angel knows is here. There is a certain furniture here where I've brought this man to. So before we begin to discuss about what is here, let me check whether now he's able to see. Push it further. Talk to me. What are you seeing? Push it further. So that I am sure that we are no longer where we used to be. We are no longer dreaming. Because this one is not in a dream. So let me check first. Talk to me about your vision. What are you seeing? What are you seeing? So if you are to investigate that, you, you realize that it's not a vision being brought to him. He has been taken into the vision. Push it further. So there are some few checkups that we need to do first. Talk to me about what you're saying so that I know that we are in the right place mm. and you are in the right state. Mm. The angel can actually see what is there. But why should you ask a man, what are you seeing? So that I'm sure that what I'm looking at is exactly what you're looking at. Yes. Are we seeing the same thing? Can you see like angels see? Are you focused on what God is focused on? Is that, is that? Push is, when you get to a point where what God is looking at becomes what you're looking at. When his focus becomes your focus. When you concentrate on the very things that God is concentrating on. What are you seeing? It doesn't mean that the angel is not seeing. He wants to check. Are we looking at the same thing at the same time in the same place? I want this to be short, so be seated. Be seated. Be seated. What are you seeing? Mm. What seest thou? Thou. Uh-huh. 
And I said, I have looked. And behold, a candlestick all of gold. <laughs> what I'm seeing is a candlestick and I can see the material of the stick it's of gold in that state there is gold In that state, there is a need for light. Hence, it is a candlestick. That goes to show that there is an aspect of darkness in as much as it is a spiritual dimension. There's a light that you require, that you need. It's of gold. And the angel is listening. Verify. And he's ticking. Yes, candlestick. It's of what? It's of gold. Number one, number two, number three. We're in the right place. He's in the right state. Why is he not saying, I'm seeing you? <laughs> this might sound like it's a taboo, but there are times when God would want you to focus on something that is not even himself. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because there are times when God is not even focusing on himself. He's focusing on something. And that becomes your focus. And that your focus in that point in time is not God. He wants you to be looking at something else apart from himself. Describe it for me. So you're not just talking about how great God is. You're looking at what God has created. And you talk to him concerning his own creation. He likes it. He likes it. He likes it. Because sometimes he gets bored by just being told, you're so great, you're so wonderful. He says, no, talk to me, explain, describe for me what I've created that shows my wonder. I wonder. Yes, and he says what? With a bowel upon the top of it. There's a plate upon the top of the candlestick. Are you following? Yes, yes. So I have this picture. There is a candlestick. And this candlestick, you know, it had seven arms. Yes. Huh? Yes, Father. And above the candlestick, there is a bowel. There is a plate. With a what on top? 
with a bowl upon the top of it. Already you can see the position of the bowl. Where is it? On top. Beneath? On top. On top. On top of the candlestick. Uh-huh. And his seven lamps thereon. And his That one I will leave it for now. Not its but his. His seven what? Lamps thereon. There is a lamp. And the lamps are seven. And what? And seven pipes to the seven lamps. There is a supply. For the lamp to keep burning, there ought to be a pipe. That supply is what? Uh-huh. Which are upon the top thereof. Mm-hmm. And two olive trees by it. Two olive trees by it. Push it far. Where are the two olive trees? By it. By it. In that realm there are trees. And the tree is an olive tree. Mm-hmm. The prophet had a way of knowing that this is not just an a tree. An ordinary tree, this is an olive tree. An olive tree that produces what? Oil. Oil. So right in that same spot you have the production of oil and consumption. From the beginning of the product until the finishing of the product the production of the product until its consumption beginning and the end starting and finishing Where you are given grace by God. <laughs> you find the the right product and you find the market. Hmm. 
from the tree until the oil is burnt. And it is at that point when that oil is burnt that your light will shine. Push it, Father. Push it. It is at the end of your life that your light will shine. Don't worry about the prevailing darkness in your life today. Don't worry. Hear it from me, the prophet. Don't worry. Don't worry. I hear God. Yes. <laughs> if the Bible declares that kings will come to the brightness of your rising, when the Bible declares arise and shine for your light has come, where was it? Light comes. Light comes. You were once without light, but light comes. The Bible declares, they that dwell in darkness have seen the light. There is a time when the light begins to shine. There's been a lot of things happening in your life behind the scenes. The light is just about to be turned on. Now, what I want you to understand is this. Anyway, this, sit down, sit down. Let's, 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 let's read it again slowly. Now, there is, a, there is the tree and there is the lamp stand and there is the bowel and there is the two olive trees. Uh-huh. And two olive trees by it. By it. Uh-huh. One upon the right side of the bow. Positions are very important. One upon the right side. And the other upon the left side thereof. Yes. So I answered and spake to the angel mm-hmm. that talked with me, mm-hmm. saying... Saying, I answered instead of saying I asked. I don't know how the, these people would write. Uh-huh. Saying, what are these, my Lord? What are these, my Lord? You just finished describing every item by name. Yet still he wants to know what are these. I know some of you have been to school. You, you think you know everything. You, you, you think you know what what the market is like. You, th- you think you know what economics is all about. He had finished telling the angel that this is a golden stick and it's, it's golden. This is a tree, in case you want to know the name of the tree. It's an olive tree. He had, he had finished describing everything. Now he turns to the Lord. Because the Lord is supposed to confirm what you know. Because sometimes our education is flawed. It is not according to the Lord's terms. There is earthly education and heavenly education and only the Lord can confirm 
with the what we know, what we have learned, is really information that can bring changes to our nations. You, you, you don't know until the man that knows confirms that you know. What is this? What are these? <laughs> Come on, I've given you 30 minutes to explain. You're explaining to me what these things are. In case, as much as I have a certificate, in case, do I have a degree just in case? Talk to me about this. What is this? What is this? When that day finally comes, where you seek verification, when you would allow the Lord to challenge your views, the day you allow the Lord to prove you wrong, then from that day you will start knowing. The day God tells you that you know nothing, then you are knowing something. And the first thing that you begin to know is that you don't know. That's the first thing that you are now aware of that I don't know. You are knowing. You are now knowing that you don't know. Allowing him, you know, there's a, there's a time in life, sit down, there's a time in life where you have to say, okay, 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 these people are busy celebrating me. Honestly, these people are saying that I know. But if what I know is really what is supposed to be known, and I look at people who don't even know what I know, and I see what they do, what they have become, the life they're living, without what I know. What is it with what I know? Less educated people are making it in the industry. Knowing less than you know. Their little understanding has resulted in them having more money. What is it that I know? Lord, I want to verify my knowledge, my intelligence. What is this that I know that has brought me to where I am today? People without this knowledge have lived better lives. His wisdom, a curse, his knowledge, an affliction. What are these, my Lord? And he said, what? Because he wants to, he wants, he wants, he wants to establish this place of ignorance first. The angel 
The angel wants to be, he wants the man, let us be on the same page. Let's be sure that you are ignorant. Yes. So that tomorrow when you know, you know when your knowing started. Yeah. We should follow. What did, what did he say? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, mm. Knowest thou not what these be? He had asked, What are these? Instead of the angel just explaining what these are, he says, Knowest not. Mm. Let's establish your ignorance. He wants to put emphasis. It has to be recorded that you didn't know. Yes, Father. Though educated, with all of your definitions, not until we define it for you. (laughs) For it is the light that what? Defines. It is the candlestick that defines. Now, I, so you don't know what these things are. Yes, and what did he say? And I said, no, my Lord. Yes. Then he answered and spake unto me. Saying, <laughs> I don't know. He said, no, my Lord. And then he spake. He is empowered now to educate the prophet. Uh-huh. This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Ah, come on. Ah, come on. Come on. Come on. Does the word of the Lord look like that? What I called a tree. What I called a stick. You are calling this the word. Where a man comes across an item and God says, I have spoken to him. To think that today there is a thing in your life that is the word of the Lord. We are yet to go to school there. Yes. We, are, we are yet to go to school. Thank you. How do you summarize all this and you give it one word, which is the word? This is the word. What you have seen, you have witnessed the word of the Lord. Two, Zerubba. It's a package being sent to Zerubbabel. This one. This one, this one, this item that you have seen here is going to be shipped to a man and it arrives there as a word. This is the word. The same thing that happened where prophet is being asked, what are you seeing? I'm seeing an almond tree. Mm. 
And he says, what is this? He says, this is the word of the Lord. Sit down and hear this. This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, mm. saying, mm-hmm. not by might, uh-huh. nor by power, uh-huh. but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Already number two, you can see that this is not just the word of the Lord. This is the spirit. Yes. This is a structure of the spirit Push it of the Lord. Next time, you are expecting to come across the Spirit of the Lord, be careful of such structures. There are structures on the earth that represents the Spirit of the Lord. Where you see a structure, And when that structure blesses you, you are entitled to the spirit of the Lord. There is a structure on the earth responsible of raising men and women. And they are raised by the spirit of God. Having been raised by a structure, So when you prosper, it won't be according to your power or your mighty. It will be according to that structure. You succeed, you prosper according to structures in life. You succeed according to structures. I I, I told you this some days back talking to you as leaders where God is saying, I'm delivering you because of a covenant I had with a structure. Your father. Your father. I'm doing this to you not because you have prayed, not because you deserve it. But I'm descending from a structure where we have had an agreement. Your signature isn't there. But your father signed it on your behalf. So God delivers sons according to fathers. You prosper in life, you fly according to the altitude of your father. There are structures. In case you think I'm doing injustice, I'm manipulating scriptures, let's forget everything in between. Go to the last verse and then we'll come back so that you appreciate that it's not a manipulation of scripture, go to the last verse so that you you understand what I mean by structures. Then he said, these are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. He had asked what? Go to the upper verse. And I answered again and said unto him, what be these two olive branches which through the two golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves. And he answered and said, Knowest thou not what these be? These are the two trees. The two olive trees. What are these? 
That and is I, mm, uh-huh. and I said, no, my lord. Then he said, these are the two anointed ones. Two that, anointed ones. These are two anointed individuals. Yes. The two trees that you have seen, these are individuals. Sit down, let me explain that to you. The last verse that you were reading before you went to this other last one. Not by might, nor no, by what? By power, but by what? But by my spirit, says saith the Lord of hosts. Yes. Who art thou, O great mountain? Again, the mountain, if you are to look into the history of that passage of scripture, the mountain is in reference to Darius. Okay. We had given a decree that they should stop building. Powerful. So this entire issue of leveling the mountain, it's an individual being dealt with. Where people in highest positions, people responsible of your miserable economy, are leveled by reason of a certain structure establishment. I'm going to explain some few things to you on that one because... When, ta- when the time finally comes oh, yes. for a man to rise, there are certain things that are supposed to go down. Mm-hmm. Take note of that. Yeah. Oh, yes. They had started on a project, but now the economy in the hands of certain individuals is not allowing to bring the project to its completion. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what some of you are going through. There is a decree, there is a policy that is against the completion of what you have started. You received a letter. There is a difficulty coming from Darius. You stopped not because you wanted to stop. You stopped not because you had finished. You stopped because he gave a decree that makes it impossible for you to complete. Your son has stopped going to school. He had not yet finished. There is a program meant for him. A university waiting for him. He can't get there why there is a decree. There is a letter that has stopped you from finishing what you have started. But then the prophet is saying, tell him that it is not by might nor by power. It's not your hand that is going to do this. It's not your hand. It's not your signing. It's not your crossing. It's by the Spirit. Follow this. Uh Who art thou, O great mountain, Mm -hmm. before Zerubbabel, Mm -hmm. thou shalt become a plain. Uh And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings. There is a headstone that they would lay upon the structure when it is done. That's how they used to build. There is a stone underneath which is the foundation. And when you finish, there must be the last stone to be set on top of the structure. Mm -hmm. 
is a confirmation that this is the end. Mm. Nothing will come above it. That's the stone that he's talking about. And whenever they would set that stone, they would dedicate it, calling grace. Mm. Grace. Uh-huh. <laughs> And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. Mm-hmm. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. Mm-hmm. His hands shall also finish it. Mm-hmm. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts had sent me unto you. Mm-hmm. For who hath despised the day of small things? Mm-hmm. The day of what? Small mm-hmm. things. Never despise. Because everything starts small. Yes. Never despise. It's not enough for you to know that. Your enemy has to know that. Yes. Don't despise. Don't underestimate my beginning. <laughs> For they shall rejoice mm. and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel. That's a construction mm. instrument. They shall see it again mm. in the hands of Zerubbabel. Uh-huh. With those seven. Mm-hmm. They With are those seven, the seven that you have seen, what are those? Look at that. They are the eyes, the eyes of, of the Lord. Of the Lord. Where are they? Which hmm. run to and fro the through the eyes road. have an ability to run. <laughs> have you ever seen a running eye? <laughs> ah! People of God, to think that this earth is under serious surveillance. To and fro. Where can I find time to explain some of these things? There's always not enough time to explain everything that you find in the Word. The Word is so rich. You know what is amazing about these eyes is that in as much as these are the eyes of God what is so profound and amazing to me is what empowers the eyes The seven candles are the seven eyes. But the seven eyes, the seven lights are getting their oil from the two trees, which are two individuals behind God's vision. As long as God is seeing in the heavens, that's a different story. As long as if the eyes are to run to and fro on the earth, 
there is need for earthly beings. Mm. Now this one, even if I don't have time, I have to explain it. Oh, yes. Be seated. I don't have enough time, but I have to try and explain this because it's going to help you. Thank you. And verse what? Verse 10. Now finish it and I'll, and I'll explain. Uh -huh. Verse 10. For who hath despised the day of small things? Mm -hmm. For they shall rejoice and see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. Mm -hmm. They are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. Mm -hmm. Then answered I and said unto him, What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left side thereof? And I answered again and said unto him, what be these two olive branches, which through the two golden pipes empty, empty. They are what? golden oil? The oil is golden. And what these two trees are doing is to empty their golden oil. Mm -hmm. Out of themselves. Mm -hmm. Out of themselves, yes. And he answered me and said, Knowest thou not what these be? Mm -hmm. And I said, No, my Lord. I don't know. Then he said, These are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. There are two things I would want you to look at. Even while Zerubbabel was busy constructing, he had two individuals who were like deputies ready to support him spiritually. When I begin to mention their names and the meaning of their names, you, you would understand it better, but it's a longer road, road for us to take. So that we don't argue whether these were physical people on the earth or physical people in heaven. You must understand that these are not angels. These two individuals standing beside the Lord of all the earth, these are not heavenly beings. Though in heaven probably, but these are people, individuals that have matured themselves to that place where they stand before the Lord on his right, on his left, and they empower the eye of the Lord. They have oil coming out of them. So that they give light to the candlesticks and God then goes on to see the earth by their oil because the earth was given to men and God will never violate 
that responsibility simply because he's a powerful God. He would have proven to be a weak God who cannot keep his promises. The heavens are the Lord's, the earth he gave it to men. So whenever God wants to do something on the earth, there is need for men to approve. Like I've told you, including the second coming, we have to approve. I had to touch on that because you think, so you think if you are not interested, God is never coming. Jesus is never going to appear. He will not. That is why he gave you the message to preach so that he comes. This gospel of the kingdom, you will preach it so that the end will come. We will bring the end. It's us that bring the end. We stop preaching that message. We preach something else. This earth will continue forever. We decide when he comes. So if God wants to have a look at the earth, there must be an earthly person close by to give him clearance. Sodom is there, Abraham is over there. He doesn't go straight to Sodom. He goes to the man that he has given the land to. Mankind is supposed to approve. Surely God will do nothing unless he reveals it. So God goes to Sodom via the man who is in charge of the earth. God is powerful enough to formulate, to formulate a conviction and send it via the airwaves to Nineveh and convict everyone to repentance. But they cannot wake up the next day with a conviction, not having used a man to transport that conviction. They cannot be saved unless we preach. How can they? The Bible asks. How can they? So if God has an agenda, there is need for a man to facilitate the flow and the movement of God's agenda on the earth. There are two men that are standing beside him. And these are not angels. These are earthly people, two individuals. Some theologians think that these are the two that are going to feature in the book of Revelation as the two witnesses. I don't know. But what I know is that these are people. But what they do is amazing. Okay, so this is, this is, um, this is how the, the structure 
looks like. By the time you're told that the tree is a person, and then you look at the tree and you find it emptying its oil into the bowel and the oil goes to light the candles which in this case are the seven eyes of the Lord. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a structure where God, where we have God seeing like a man. God inspects human activities by the human approval. He's allowed to see, move to and fro, have access to all human activities because there is a human above that has given God that clearance. And all of us down here are being looked at and observed based on a human being close to God, giving him clearance and the right to see the affairs of men. <laughs> it's difficult to explain, I know, even if I'm good at explaining, it's difficult to understand. These two trees are two men, two people. These are the anointed ones. But these anointed ones, why they are different from all of us, this is the reason. These anointed ones are not just anointed. They have become the anointing. Because you look at what they are, you, you look at what they are doing, they are not being anointed, though they are the anointed. They are anointing. Yes. There's a place that you arrive at in the things of God. <laughs> where <laughs> you cease to be the anointed. You become the anointing of the people. 
it's no longer about what was done to you it is what you are now doing to the people when that which was once the anointed become the anointing it's a stage of development where god uses you to anoint other individuals they are now anointed not because they have oil but because they have you you become their empowerment to flourish you become their reason behind their success How do I get to such a level? When I'm talking about the anointing, the finishing anointing, I'm saying probably what you have is a person. Probably what you have is a person. Can I explain this? physically Zerubbabel had two people that I'm not going to mention now because I know the temptation once I've given you the names it will not end well <laughs> physically he had two people but there are other two individuals standing beside the lord and these people are physical beings pouring out their oil so that the eyes of the lord can run to and fro they are the fuel that supplies the energy to the eyes of the lord why why is it that it is the same thing and then we are being told of a finishing anointing that zerubbabel is going to finish because of this structure just because of these two individuals is going to finish and paul at the end of his ministry when he's about to finish he's saying i only have luke here but bring me mark i need two push it for individuals so that i become profitable where did he get this structure from push it for who told paul that when you are about to finish and you want to finish well there is need for two individuals for you to have profit so that you can shine at the end for your light to burn at the end do you need a profitable servant when you are ending your journey you still want to make profit for he is profitable unto my ministry you still have a ministry i thought you said i have run the race i finished my course now he's inviting his in need of two individuals because when timothy brings mark he's not going to stay here he has a church he has to go back so i'm left with two individuals that empowers me 
He has an understanding, Paul, that an anointing in some cases is personified. It's a person that comes walking to you and when they arrive, the anointing has arrived. You finish what you've started according to their presence in your life. You have a wrong connection. That's, that's why you can't finish. A man who is able to pour out his oil so that the Lord's eye can burn, can shine. What is that? You thought all along that God helps the man to see. And the man sees according to God. And in this case, the man is empowering the eye of God to run to and fro. I I take it as it is. It's hard to believe, but that is what you have there. You have now in the heavens, Zerubbabel, a supporting structure. They are physical bodies, physical beings in heaven supporting your project. How do I get to that level where I become the anointing and not just the anointed? Because if the anointed now are pouring out their oil, (laughs) it is happening most of the time. Why is it that every man that you know gifted is busy practicing Why should you practice if you are gifted? Sit down. Why should a gifted man practice? I thought practice was for the non-gifted. How many times have you been singing psalmist? Chigumira. Practicing. So that you can have a final finishing song. You have a gift, all of us. We cannot start arguing about that. Who sings better, me or you? We can't even talk about that. It's given to you to sing. But let's look into the hours that you spend. Why practice if you are gifted? They run for kilometers just so that they can run 100 meters. Weightlifting for how many days? How many months? just for a contest, which will last maybe less than an hour or so. If the man is gifted, why why practice? Practice is what brings the blending 
together so that the man becomes his own gift. The anointed becomes the anointing. When a man is made one with his gift, he ceases to be a gifted man. He becomes the gift. When a man finally becomes one with his anointing, he ceases to be an anointed man. He becomes the anointing of the nation. You will find him doing things with so much ease. Mm. It's him that you find doing the thing. It's no longer the gift. It's him doing it. You will not move around saying, his gift fixed the car for me. His gift did this for me. No, you say he did this for me. It's now him doing it. He's now one with his gift. One with his anointing. You have to stay long enough with your anointing and exercise a life of quality until you become the quality. You exercise, you practice accuracy until you become accurate. And you become that accuracy. Practice makes perfect, they say. Practice makes perfect. So when a man is practicing, what is he doing? Blending. True. He's not just improving the gift. No, he's realized that I'm behind my gift. I'm in contradiction to my gift. I'm failing to follow through. I have it within me to run faster, but my body has so much weight. So I have to reduce it to the level of the speed that I have which is in form of a gift. So while you are reducing, you are upgrading your body. Yet reducing your weight, you are upgrading your body to the speed of the gift. Until a man is able to run like his gift, to sing like his gift. At that point, when you see him walking, you are seeing a song. There are people like that. That's how you finish when finally you are the thing. When finally you are God's project. 
Finally, you are the manifestation of the splendor of God. You are without fault. Even your mistakes, even your errors, people would copy them. If you're highly gifted and you stammer, people around you will start stammering. You are the most refined. When you begin to pour out your oil and people around you become partakers of your grace. They want to be like you. When you are highly gifted, no matter how ugly you are, no matter how dark you are, no matter how tall, no matter how short you are, if you have an impediment on you, just develop your gift. Work on your talent so well until people, they turn a blind eye on all of your, they would all want to be like you. At that point, you've ceased to be an anointed man, but you've become the anointing in the form of a man. I have to teach you these things because when you were building your house, you hired a man who is good at starting. And when you finished, you also hired a different man. It wasn't the same man. There are people who are anointed to bring a thing to its end. And that anointing was a person that you hired. That anointing was a person that you hired. And he poured out his expertise. You can do everything so well in terms of the structure of the building. When it comes to finishing, you can mess up everything. Wrong paint can mess up everything. What is that anointing that helps you to finish? The question is, who is that anointing that helps you to finish? Do you have a man on your right? Do you have a man on your left? Who do you bring so that he can have a look at your work and pour himself into your project so that you can finish well? If you don't have such a friend, you are yet to have an anointing. I repeat this. If you don't have such a friend, you are yet to have an anointing that helps you finish well. The finishing anointing. You were waiting for oil and yet to what oil comes to do. All that oil does is not to give a man an anointing. That's not what the oil does. Oil, what it does is to bring an unveiling of what is already there. It's an endorsement. It's a license. It's a permission by oil that you now have the right to use what you had. Before the oil came, when he poured oil on Jehu, it was because the kingly anointing had rested upon him. 
So the oil becomes the permission to function. So you are not functioning according to oil. The oil gives you the right to use what you were born with, what God gave to you. It opens you up. It subjects your flesh to the power of the gift so that your flesh can submit to a power that is divine which is within you. That is how the anointing works. So don't always look for oil. God anoint me. God anoint me. And the picture that you have is that of oil only. There's a person. If it's a person pouring out himself into your bowel so that you can light, you can shine. God has given you an anointing. By giving you who? A person. Are you following this? I pray, in as much as I still have a lot of things to say, I pray, I pray, I pray today, sitting here, right before you, that in this earth, if there is a woman, if there is a man, responsible for bringing perfection, clarity, quality into your life. Wherever that person is, you have to enter into a season where he or she is brought to your left and to your right so that your light can shine. You have had wrong people from birth. Wrong friends, wrong connections, wrong affiliations. Searching for advices from wrong people and what you get is a wrong advice. But now it is time that God brings quality people around you. I pray for this kind of an anointing which is in form of a person. This tangible, this fleshly anointing, this solid anointing, it's not liquid. It's not liquid. Watch out for it. It's not liquid. It's not liquid. It's not liquid. A person, there is that person currently present on the earth right now who has developed himself so well that all that he's waiting for is for you to arrive. Move out of your dream. It is time that you migrate from your images into a reality. In the name of Jesus, I'm praying for our viewers today that it was a dream yesterday, but today you are going to be awakened into realities. Things that you would usually see only in dreams. 
Watch out my brother, watch out my sister. Realms are changing. You're now getting into dimensions where you can actually see things, touch them and name things in the name of Jesus. We have been dreaming for a very long time. It's time for the angel of the Lord to awaken you. To awaken you from your dream. 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 In the name of Jesus. Begin to pray wherever you are. Just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. Begin to pray. Again, prepare yourself for the Passover conference. Okay? And if you feel like sowing your seed, send it right now. The details are on the screen. Send your seed, support God's work, and your blessing will keep shining. No matter the amount of darkness that you walk through, you will walk through, your light will shine. And he will cause his face to shine upon you. And until we meet again, shalom. Shalom. There is no one else like you. Uh-huh. Hey. Jesus. <laughs> there is no one else like you in heaven, Master Jesus. <laughs> there is no one else like you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Master Jesus, 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 Jesus. There is no one else like you. In heaven and on earth, <laughs> Master Jesus, there is no one like you, Lord. There is no one like you. <laughs> 
Master Jesus, 